quite a lengthy portion of scripture here. So how about I just read a little bit of it and then you can be seated. Amen. Beginning in verse number nine. It says that when the leprous sore is on a person and he shall be brought to the priest and the priest shall examine him and indeed if the swelling on his skin is white and it has turned white, the hair, turned the hair white. There's a spot of raw flesh in the swelling. It's an old leprosy on the skin of the body. The priest shall pronounce him unclean and shall not isolate him, for he is unclean. If leprosy breaks out all over the skin and the leprosy covers all the skin of the one who has a sore from his head to his foot, wherever the priest looks, then the priest shall consider. And indeed, if the leprosy is covered, all of his body shall pronounce him clean who has the sore and has turned white, it's clean. When the raw flesh appears on him, he shall be unclean. The priest shall examine raw flesh, pronounce him to be unclean, for the raw flesh is unclean, it is leprosy. Let's skip down to verse 29. It says, if a man or a woman has a sore on the head or on the beard, then the priest shall examine the sore, and indeed, if it appears deeper than the skin, there is in it then yellow hair, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It's a scale, scaly leprosy in the head or the beard. Let's get down to verse 40. As for the man whose hair has fallen from his head, he's bald, but he's clean. Brother Joe, say thank God. Brother Miller, <laughs> amen. He whose hair has fallen from his forehead. He's bald just on the forehead, but he's clean. You're all right. Amen, Brother Cliven, you're okay. If there is on the bald head or on the bald forehead a reddish-white sore, it's leprosy breaking out on his bald head or on the bald forehead. And the priest shall examine it, and indeed if the swelling of the sore is reddish-white on his bald head or on his bald forehead. Leprosy on the skin. He's a leprous man. He's unclean. The priest shall pronounce him unclean. The sore is on his head. Now the leper... On whom the sore is, the clothes... Oh, I want you to take note here. Now the leper on whom the sore is, his clothes shall be torn and his head bare. And he shall cover his mustache and he shall cry, unclean, unclean. He shall be unclean. All the days that he has the sore, he shall be unclean. He's unclean and he shall dwell alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. Also, sorry, I told you you could be seated. Let's just hold on for just a couple more scriptures. Verse 47. Also, if a garment has a leprous plague in it, whether it is a woolen garment or a linen garment, whether it's in the warp or the wolf or the linen or the wool, whether it's in leather or anything that's made of leather, if if the plague is greenish or reddish in the garment of the leather, whether it's in the warp or the wolf or anything, and made a lever, it's a leprous plague, and it shall be shown to the priest. Leprosy can come into the garment. Take note of that. Verse 50, the priest shall examine the plague, and he shall isolate that which has the plague seven days. And he shall examine the plague on the seventh day if the plague is spread in the garment, either in the warp or the woof, in the leather. Anything made of the leather, the plague is active leprosy. It is unclean. He shall therefore burn that garment. Somebody say that. He shall burn that garment. 
in which is the plague, whether warp or woof, in wool or in linen, anything of leather, it's an act of leprosy, the garment shall be burned in the fire. Then just this one final verse, verse 59, this is the law of the leprous plague in a garment of wool or linen, either in the warp or woof, anything made of leather to pronounce it clean or to pronounce it unclean. You can be seated here today. It's possibly maybe a, a kind of a strange passage for us, especially to go in such detail today on something that does not seemingly affect us here in America. But this is the law of the plague of leprosy in a garment. Rather, the law of the plague of leprosy as a whole and finish it up with the law of leprosy in the garment. Now, I just want to talk for just a few moments here today about burning my leper garments. Burning my leper garments. I don't know if you remember, but there was, uh, there was something that happened in 2020. An epidemic that started. I'm sure you probably do remember. Because it, uh, it had an effect on all of us and... Uh, a different effect on some than others, and it has it certainly did spread fear and anxiety all over, all over not just America but really the world. In fact, I was I was just talking to one of our our missionaries that we support, a Barsadi family who they they are missionaries to Vietnam, and I was just talking to them, emailing back and forth this week, and and they were telling me that they have been, for these past three months, they have been in complete lockdown there in Vietnam. And uh, they are still in complete, and he, when he says complete lockdown, he, he said that they have been in their small apartment building. They're only allowed out for two reasons. You can go to the grocery store and you can go to the hospital. That's it. And for three months, they have been in that. This is current. This is this week I was talking to him. And uh, he said when they go to the grocery store, they have certain days of the week that each home is allowed to go, and you're only allowed to go for 30 minutes. And that's, uh, that's still where they are living in fear and anxiety. And I, I'm not saying that it's not real, but there is fear and anxiety that is uh, certainly uh, taken over in some parts of the world. You know, there was... A lot of questions about this uh, this disease, and I, I don't know. I, I think back to I think back to another epidemic several years ago. Anybody remember? Just 2014 to 2016, there was something else that was not near. Ended up not being nearly as contagious as uh, as the coronavirus, but it was much more deadly. It was the Ebola epidemic. Anybody remember that Ebola epidemic? That there was a lot of fear and anxiety that was. Uh, that came along with that, so many questions about exactly what it was, wondering if this could possibly come into our community. We had uh, doctors and nurses that were going over to the hot spot over in, uh, in, over in Africa where, uh, where this was at, Liberia, Sierra Leone, and uh, Nigeria, these, these countries where that was uh, mainly at. But then when they came back, they were, they were bringing some of that disease back with them, and it was an airborne contraction of that disease, though thankfully not nearly as uh, contagious as what we have been dealing with now. 
that disease. Uh, between 2014 and 2016, the CDC reports that there were 11,325 people that died from Ebola. That was an awful disease. You could die in mere days after contracting that. You would typically die from dehydration, but uh, many terrible effects from that. But there was a disease that was much worse than that, much more feared. It created devastation in uh, the lives of those that it would attack. And uh, it's, it still is a disease that's present in our world today, though thankfully not, uh, not widespread. But this disease of leprosy was an awful disease. It was a disease that it starts uh, by eating away at the skin and it, it begins at your appendages and it, it will eat away at the skin of your fingers and your toes. It will then begin moving on to the flesh that is underneath the skin and it will begin to attack your, your ears and your nose and and it will uh, begin to eat away at your flesh. And uh, it will attack the skin that is around your eyes. It will begin to eat away at the cartilage of your nose. Leaving you with just a hole in the middle of your face. Perhaps even worse than all of that. Although I don't know. Maybe it isn't worse than that. But perhaps is the fact that when you contracted that disease of leprosy. You were excommunicated to these leper colonies. You were kicked out of the village. You could no longer have any contact with your family. You no longer, you couldn't even have any farewells with all of your friends. If you had a job, you can't go back to your job anymore. You had to go and begin to live in these leper colonies. You couldn't travel to the marketplace. You were forced to live with the other lepers and to learn a new way of life. As a leper, you were gone out into the world or gone out into these leper colonies. You would wear your leper garments. You'd wear your garments that you had. You couldn't go and didn't have access to buy new clothes all the time. And so... Your clothes began to be tattered and torn and they were clothes that no normal person would want to wear just because they're so old and it's, it's clothes that you're identified by your leper garments. You have these clothes that, uh, or you, you have this disease that it, in you is so contagious. That's why you were excommunicated. That's why you were pushed out of the village and everywhere that uh, you know, except for those who also had leprosy, uh, you couldn't be near them because it was so contagious. The laws that went from identifying the disease correctly, they, uh, uh, they had to do with the garments and the individual that would wear the garments, crying unclean everywhere that they go. It was Moses is the one who handed down these laws, but I believe it was all inspired by God. He was inspiring him, telling him what he needed to do in order to uh, to make sure that these these uh, this disease did not wreck the communities that it would enter into. This law it was written with detail upon detail. We read through much of it there in Leviticus. The gist of the law, though, 
as far as the law of the leper garments, was destroy the clothes. This is the one when they first get the leprosy. Destroy the clothes of the leper garment, or of the leper. Get rid of them. Take them out of the city and burn them. If they have touched the person who has leprosy, then the clothes must go. If you have leprosy and you're healed of the leprosy, then the clothes must go. They must be burned. Now this isn't the only time that the Bible talks about garments. In fact, I was, I was talking about garments earlier today in our, in our Sunday school, but there's, there's many times that the Bible it speaks specifically on garments and the, the clothes that individuals wear to cover themselves. And, and we, we talks about wedding garments. Garment of praise. Talks about the garment of sackcloth and ashes, which is what they would put on in the time of mourning. It just talks about the priestly garment or the beggar's garment. These are, that's just to name a few of the garments that, that are mentioned in Scripture. And what's so interesting about garments is this is what identifies you. Even today, the things that you wear. You can be identified by your style, by the, the way that you look, the, the certain communities that you hang out with. The, the, you're identified. You can be identified by your clothes. This is what branding is all about. They try to uh, try to have a certain identity, create a certain identity that you want to look like this so that you can fit in or that you can purposely not fit in at times. You, but it, it's, it's an identifying factor. Your garments can identify you. See, Jesus, he spoke about garments one time when he was answering a question the Pharisees had asked. Is in Matthew chapter 9, he says that no man putteth a piece of new cloth unto an old garment. For that which is put in to fill it up taketh from the garment, and the rent is made worse. He said... You don't just try to fix up the old garment with a few patches here and there. If you have a garment that is completely uh, falling apart, it's not something at that point that can be patched. Just throw it out and get a new garment. Your old, if your old garment's falling apart at the seams, then sewing on a new little piece of cloth isn't going to do much because the rest of the garment is still falling apart. Go and buy a new garment. It's each and every one of us has been given a garment. Each and every one of us has been, was born with some clothes on. And you say, I didn't come into this world with clothes on. But yes, you had a garment on. That garment that you had on is the garment of sin. We all were born in iniquity. We all came into this world as sinners. There's nothing that you could do about it. Adam and Eve's sin created a carnal nature within man that's been passed down from generation to generation. And throughout scripture, we see the link between leprosy and sin. We see so many similarities between what leprosy will do to a physical body and what sin will do to a spiritual body and the effects of sin are damaging the effects of sin are hurtful they're gut-wrenching they will eat away at you until your spirit dies the sin the garment of sin it, it is it is uh, encompassed with Pride, you see pride that will lead to your ultimate destruction. You can become so self-centered that you believe that the entire world revolves around you. 
You don't care about the fact that you're hurting others that are around you. And, and you can, you can destroy relationships. You see, the, the, the garment of sin that has lust. It is, it is lust that can drag you along little by little, never fully satisfied. The garment that we're talking about, these leper garments are garments that, uh, that may be full of drugs and alcohol. I don't know what it is that, that you dealt with in your past or maybe even in your present that you're dealing with in your garment of your leper garments. But there are things that you came into this world with and there are things that you have gotten, uh, into at, at some point in time in your life that they have in your mind or possibly even for those around you defined who you are. Anybody ever struggled with your identity about saying, man, this is, this is going to define me the rest of my life. Everybody knows about this mistake I made. Maybe not, and maybe for you, it's not that everybody knows, but you know about the mistake you made. And for you, it's, it's, it has defined you ever since. And you just can't get past it. And you have these leper garments that you've been carrying around, wearing around every day since that sin got a hold of you. See, every single one of us is born with this nature. We were all born in sin. Sin, it may start eating away at your fingertips and gnawing at your toes. Maybe it's going to start at your eye sockets, destroying your nose. Come on, the different senses, the things that you touch, the places that you go, and your feet will take you and the eyes will see. Come on, it can affect you in different ways. Just like leprosy, uh, sin, it's not going to stop at pride. It's not going to be satisfied with lust. It wants to destroy your body and your soul. It wants to destroy all of that. And all of these, all the meanwhile, you have on this identity that you're carrying around about what sin has done to you. I just want to thank the Lord right now that he gave us a cure for sin. Amen. That he gave us a cure for sin. You see, these lepers that were, that, that, even from the Old Testament all the way up until the time that Jesus is walking around, they always had to walk around saying, unclean, unclean, unclean. But when Jesus stepped onto the scene, when that leper came and he says, unclean, unclean, Jesus didn't walk away and run away. But he said, I see you. I see you in your brokenness. I see you in your hurt. I see you in your disease. And I will come to you. And when Jesus Jesus came. He wasn't afraid to extend his hand and to begin to pray for the leper and the man when leprosy was healed. In fact, when we look at the ten lepers who came to Jesus, there were ten of them. All ten. They were healed of the leprosy. It was no longer spreading. There was one who came back and thanked the Lord for what he did. And when he came with a heart, a thankful heart, Jesus, he said, I see you and I see your thankfulness. I see your gratitude. And not only are you going to be healed from this day forward, but I'm going to restore everything that's been taken away from you. I'm going to restore back all of that stuff and every bit of skin that had been eaten away grew back. Amen. That's what Jesus can do. That's what he can do. 
for your sinful nature, for the sin that maybe has defined you for so long, with just one touch of Jesus, He can come and He can begin to bring back, come on, and restore things that you thought were long gone, the peace that you thought was gone, the things that you've been dealing with in your mind, come on, that you just can't fall asleep at night because you say, I can't believe that I did that. I can't believe this is who I am now. But Jesus can heal you today. But the thing is, sometimes, even after we have received our healing, we can leave our leper garments on. You still carry around this identity. You still carry it around. And and here you are, and and you begin to turn your life over to God, and you pick up that garment of praise. You come into church, and you, you say, all right. Here I am at church. I'm going to put on my garment of praise today. You have your garment of praise and you begin to come into church and you, and you lift up your hands or, or wherever you're at and you begin to worship God and, and you have your garment of praise on. Come on, but all underneath you still have your leper garments. Your garment of praise is out here. Come on, and then all of a sudden when you don't feel like praising anymore, You take it off. You still have on your leper garments. You have this thing that's defined you in your low moments. These things, these garments that, that you know, God, you came, you saved me, you healed me. God, why is it that I can't get past this? Why is it that I still have these things in my life that seem to define who I am and I want to go back to who I used to be? It's like I can't get rid of this man that's been following me around, this old me, the old garments. When he gave you this Garment right here. He never intended for you to put that on over top your leper garments. He never intended for you to keep these leper garments on. This this uh, identity of who you were on. He intended for you to take these garments off. To cast it aside. Come on, in fact, not just cast it aside. But he intended for you to throw it in a burn pile. Come on, you have a choice today. You have a choice. When Jesus came and he sets you free, are you going to keep on the leper garments that just say, this is just who I am. I'm broken. I can't be mended. I don't have a future. Or are you going to take off the leper garments that still have the stink of disease on them and bring them and bring them to the burn pile and throw them in there and say, I'm no longer who I used to be. I'm no longer defined by my past. I'm not defined by that man, but I have a hope and I have a future and when I begin to live that way come on there's nothing that the devil could ever bring up about my past that would cause me to look back and say you know what you're right I'm not worthy well my God saved me from that he saved me from that hmm well here's the problem with keeping your leper garment your leper garment still has the disease on it You can't just switch out your leper garment for your praise garment and think, you know what? With that, I'm going to also get to put on my wedding garment on top of this one day. Your wedding garment's not going to fit on top of your leper garment. 
I'm looking forward to that wedding. Come on, I'm looking forward to that banquet table that's over on the other side of glory. Come on, but it's not going to fit over top your leper garments. He says, let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of the sin. Let's get rid of all of this. Come on, you, you will have to turn a deaf ear. Come on, to the preacher and conviction. Come on, won't take hold of you. Come on, if you, uh, if you keep all hold of this leper garment, you're going to feel disconnected in your prayer time. It's going to start eating away at your praise as long as you keep this leper garment on. Why? Because it's going to reintroduce that sin back into your life. Time. And time and time again, you're just going to continue to put on the garment of praise. But as long as you keep that leper garment on, that sin will be reintroduced into your life. These things, this identity of who you were, will be reintroduced into your life because you can't, you haven't shed yourself of the identity of who you were. But if we could just choose to destroy the leper garment today. You don't have the option of picking it up. You don't have the option of picking up your sin where where you left off before repentance. Come on, I, I believe God is calling somebody to a place of repentance here today. You're a new creation. You are a new creation in Christ. Your new garment is spotless. When you were baptized in the name of Jesus, when you received His Spirit, you became a new creature. You put on new garments. You don't have to be defined by your past. You don't have to feel the guilt going as the worship begins. You don't have to sit there and wonder if God can see past your sin in order to hear your prayers. But I want to live faithfully. I want to live, come on, not picking up my old ways as soon as I walk out the church doors. There's a, there's a famous, a famous story that was, was by a, one of the, uh, big explorers from, uh, it was in 1519 that this man, Hernan Cortez, that he arrived in the new world. He arrived there with 600 men upon several ships that they had traveled from Spain. And as he arrived on the coast of South America, they landed there. And all of a sudden, as the men all got on the land, they began to look out to the sea. And there was flames that were coming up from their ships. Some of the men, terrified, thought, what is going on? How did our, our ships begin to burn up? And there is their leader, Hernan Cortez, who had set fire to the ships. He says, we're here and we're not turning back. We're here to conquer. We are here so that we cannot leave and go back to where we came from. But we're going to burn the ships. Come on. He succeeded two years later in his conquest of the Aztec Empire. And I'm not wanting to glorify necessarily his means of doing that. But the fact that he burned the ships and said, come on, I'm not turning back. There ought to be somebody today that says, I'm not turning back to the old leper garments. I'm not turning back and going. But there ought to be a burning ship moment. Well, there are to be a burning come on of the leper garments today that says i'm not going back to who i used to be but i'm in this i'm in this come on i'm in this it's so crazy this this world this world around us it's it's gotten so open-minded about the things that it's just open-minded about stuff about crazy stuff 
I mean, it's so open-minded that their brains are about to fall out. They're talking, I mean, talk about calling evil good and good evil. Right, wrong, wrong, right. Well, our society today, it just wants to embrace just about anything. No matter how crazy it may seem, no matter how evil it may seem, our society today just wants to embrace it. The truth is, they're not satisfied with just simply embracing it themselves. They want to pressure you to embrace it. Well, I want you to know that as soon as you put on or took off this leopard garment, they're trying to get you to put it back on. This world wants you to put on, put this leopard garment back on. If you take this off, I don't want it to be accessible. I don't want this garment to be something that I can pick up and put back on. This world, come on, it, it wants you to have an open mind to say, oh, look at all these possibilities of things. Come on, I, I just wish, I wish we had a whole lot of closed-minded Christians. You say, what are you talking about, closed-minded Christians? The truth is, come on, when Jesus came in, I don't need anything else. I don't need anything else. I'm closed-minded about, come on, if Jesus came and he did it for me, he set me free, I don't have to be open-minded about the things of the world. I want a whole lot of closed-minded Christians that say, give me Jesus, take this world, you don't know, come on, you know, I don't need any of that. I just want Jesus. You say, well, that's not how I should operate. That's not how things should operate. Yes, it is. That's exactly how it should operate. When I got married, I became closed-minded. Come on. I didn't need anybody else. I'm closed-minded. I've got the most beautiful wife on planet Earth. I don't need somebody else. I'm closed-minded. That's exactly how I feel about Jesus. Come on, I'm closed-minded. I got him. I don't need the things that this world offers. I don't need to pick up my leper garments anymore. I'm going to cast them into the fire. I'm going to cast them aside. And I don't need to pick them up anymore. Why? Because I have new garments. I have new garments. Oh, and I want to put on some new garments today. I'm going to come to a close. There's a... There's a, a, a uh, Something that happened with Jesus in Mark chapter 10. He was coming to, Jer- coming through Jericho. And as he came through Jericho, this is, uh, this is his final ascent into Jerusalem. And, and it says that he made his way through the crowds. In fact, you can put the scriptures up there. He went out of Jericho with his disciples, great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. He sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard it, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. And he said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Hmm. Many that charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. The son, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus, he stood still. And he commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. And look at verse 50. And he, speaking of. Blind Bartimaeus. He, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. This man hadn't been healed yet. He says, this garment that has defined me. This garment that everybody looks at me and they know, oh, that's blind Bartimaeus. I'm going to cast that aside. 
I'm getting up and I'm going to come to Jesus. And Jesus, he answered and he said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said to him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Jesus said to him, Go thy way. Thy faith has made you whole. And immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus in the way. Bartimaeus, he took off his beggar garments that day. He didn't want to be identified as a beggar any longer. He didn't need it anymore because he had met Jesus. He says, I don't want to be defined on be defined by what my past says about me. Well, is there anybody in here today that has on a garment that you should have gotten rid of a long time ago? Is there anybody in here? You got a past that keeps haunting you. You have some sin. You have some things that you keep putting on your garment of praise up on top of it. But you know that you haven't burned it yet. When Jesus saved you, you've experienced the new birth, but you haven't burned it yet. You still wear this on top of you. So why? So that you can feel comfortable going back to what you used to be. There's, there's things going on about, about this that, that are comforting. There's things about this that, that sometimes it's like, oh, that's just who I am. Jesus, he came to save you from who you were. He made you a new person. He made you brand new. He's calling you to take off your leper garments today. Come on, these things that you've been dealing with, that you've been going back to over and over and over again. He says, I don't want you to just put your garment of praise. I don't want you just to try to fit your wedding garment up on top of that leper garment. But let's get rid of the sin. Let's, let's take a moment here today and let's make up in our mind, I'm not going back. I'm not letting this world tell me to pick it up again. My leper garment is something that I wore when I was in sin. I don't need that around anymore. I I would just hope if we could just stand all all around this place today. I'd hope that we could have a burning ceremony of somebody's leper garment. There's a spot right right along up here where the leper garments can be thrown into the fire. There's There's a place for every leper garment in this place. Come on, it could be thrown up into this altar area as you get down on your knees and you say, Oh Lord, I've been carrying around my past for far too long. God, the things that you saved me from, God, I've kept a hold on them. I haven't truly let go. I haven't truly loosened my grip on sin. Come on. As you're here today, if you want to come to this altar, this is the time for repentance. This is the time when God can come and He can take you and set you free of that past which has haunted you. Those leper garments that have defined you, these things that you, uh, come on, keep keep coming back up into your life. But you say, I am finally ready. Let's get, let's deal with this here and now. Let's burn the leper garment. I'm ready. Come on and go forward in a new as a new creature, as a new man, as a new woman. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, would you just come? Lift up your hands and pray here today.